If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So yeah. unnecessary. I know it's unnecessary. I sound like that goat. I sound like that goat off that. Uh, you don't even that. sound like the goat. You just sound like you're crazy. I am crazy. Well, make Rudd roar. There's my roar. There you go. Everybody's wanting to make Rudd roar. Well, there, there's my roar. Make Rudd roar. <laughs> hashtag make Rudd roar. Not make Rudd rich. We somehow lost that hashtag, which that was a good hashtag. And now it's make Rudd roar. But boys, I tell you what, here we are. Beautiful Friday evening here in East Tennessee, as well as in Midland, Michigan, where my good buddy, Mr. Benjamin Nowak, is at. And I'm sure all around the country right now, we are really in some, like, beautiful weather, like, all across the country. Dude, dude like, I what's like it, like? it I'm hating it, man. It's, like, 90 degrees. Those fish literally went from, like, mid-pre-spawn to the all-flood of the bank. They're all on beds. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah dude. It's nuts. It's nuts. And then some of them are already, like, post-spawn up there, right? Yeah, skinny, skinny, skinny. And see, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I want to kind of talk about post-spawn because, you know, I got some bedding fish still, and there's definitely some fish up shallow, but I would say a majority of them are getting done. And kind of, you know, where I'm going fishing tomorrow, i got a kayak tournament. Those fish are, are done. Like, there may be a few residual fish on the bank just because of the way it is, but for the most part, they're done, done. So I kind of want to talk about post-spawn, kind of talk about how we tackle that. And uh, Where is your tournament? Loudon, Fort Loudon. Mm. I'm super excited because I just picked up a brand new kayak, which you guys will see at a later date. I want to kind of do the whole reveal of of that and talk about what I got. But I got me a brand new kayak, and I'm super excited to get out in it and go uh, fishing. And, and, and just, yeah, I mean, dude, it's just wicked is what it is. Wicked. But, Ben, um, buddy, you know, before we get into this and do, you know, like all the stuff we got to do where we, like, talk about, like, sponsors and giveaways and Blah blah blah. Where, where have you been? Like, what what happened? Like, you just disappeared on me for like three weeks. Oh well, um, I did something with Berkeley and Abu Garcia. Ooh. Yeah, and I was gone doing that basically for a little bit of time, and then uh, I had a week off, and I was like, Alex, uh, Alex, and then I went, and Caleb came up, and we smashed fish. So I mean, it was like a really really good couple of weeks, and now we're all back. Dude. Heck yeah, dude. I see a bunch of names in here that I recognize. How is everyone doing? The ad adgram says uh he's going up St. Clair in the morning. St. Clair, man, like that place is a fish freak factory right now. Popping off, dude. Popping mm-hmm. off. You were sending me some pictures from when you and Caleb were there and when you and Zach were there, and it's just like Ridiculous. That is, yeah, it's so good right Ridiculous. now. Ridiculous. Yeah, so that's fun. Like, I want to talk about that too. I want to kind of talk about like what does what do those fish do? You know what I mean? Because like we see that's something, and we'll get into it here in a minute more. Like when I come up to Michigan this year, 
it's going to be post-spawn. Like we're post-spawn fishing. Like we're not hitting those pre-spawners this year. And so this year's going to be a little bit different because we got to work just probably a little bit harder than we normally do. But before we get into all that, as always, this podcast slash live stream is brought to you by the good old people over at Monster Bass. For you guys that don't know what Monster Bass is, is a subscription based company and once a month we're going to send a bag yes i said a bag full of lures straight to your front door now what's really cool about monster bass is we are hand picking the lures for the time of year that you're fishing as well as the region of the country that you're living in so what that means is you're going to get the tools and the baits that you need to go fishing where and when you are fishing so if that sounds like something that interests you go down below there's a link use the code beard like what is on my face so it save you 10 percent off the entire website even stuff that's on sale so you can save yourself a lot and a lot of money either on a subscription or individual baits or whatever speaking of individual baits monster bass makes some really cool baits too and we've got some really cool stuff coming out monster bass is who produces my signature series square bill and all my signature series colors but we just released a brand new medium diving crankbait called the seeker and we have the seeker six the seeker eight and the seeker 12 and this is a small body medium diving crankbait it is going to be awesome for a lot of people who are fishing shallow water um, fishing from the bank fishing from the kayak and even fishing from the boat that are wanting to hit some of those post-spawn fish that are going to start you know getting off in that little bit deeper water so what we're going to be giving away tonight is a seeker six pack and i'll let you pick whether you want the seeker six the Seeker 8 or the Seeker 12. So 6 means it goes 6 feet, 8 means it goes 8 feet, 12 means it goes 12 feet. So I'll let you guys choose which ones that you want, um, and it'll be all six colors that we've got coming. And Ben has something very, very important to say. Do you have a signature series color in the Seeker? We're working on that. Working on that very, very closely. We're working on that, and we'll have – actually, we're going to drop a few of my signature series colors in the Seeker as well as some stuff that we've got designed that I can't talk about just yet because – um, week before last, when I missed a live stream, I think it was the same week that you were doing some Berkeley Abbey stuff. Um, Monster Bass was actually here in Tennessee doing all kinds of photo shoots with Mr. Sam Moore and getting a bunch of stuff done. But all that being said, we're going to give away that Seeker six pack with all six colors. I'll let you choose the diving depth. All you got to do is super chat in a dollar for every dollar that you super chat in. It is one entry in to win that Seeker six pack bundle so if you super chat one that's one entry two is two three is three four is four like my buddy mr dunbar outdoors he just super chatted five bucks so that is five entries into the giveaway so really super simple way to enter and win yourself some brand new medium diving crankbaits for monster bass but all that being said tonight we are here and tonight i am glad that my buddy mr benjamin nowak is back with me because we're just going to get all geeky and we're going to talk about some bass fishing. We're going to talk about post-spawn fishing. And we're going to talk about just all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, so, Ben, kind of tell everybody, where is Michigan right now? And kind of what are you guys going to start? What I mean, like, obviously, I'm coming up there um, soon. A couple more weeks, I'll be heading up Michigan way. And so it's going to be a very different fishing scenario than we usually fish together. So what is that going to look like when I get there? Yeah, it's weird, dude, because, like, we were in a stage where early season, it was really, really warm. These fish were kind of moving into, like, pre-spawn areas a lot earlier than they normally do. And then all of a sudden, you had that really cold weather that basically put them in a holding pattern, and they just sat there and got really fat. And I think that's the reason you saw a lot of, like, really big fish caught this spring. I can't tell you how many 25 to 29-pound bags I saw out of Michigan this spring, whether you're on St. Clair, whether you're up north. Um, just tons of giant fish. 
Well, what just happened this last week is you went from uh, nights that were in like the 30 with days in the 50s two weeks ago, a week ago, and now you're in 90 degree weather days. So what's happening, even though the moon isn't right, even though the length of day isn't quite where they would normally go up on bed, like you get this huge wave of fish, almost like the entire lake pushes shallow at the same time. And what happens is like these fish become either locked on bed or they get really kind of sort of that weird pre-spawn spawn funk where like they just don't want to bite anything. They just get up there and they kind of roam and they just chill and you saw it, man. Like mm-hmm. if they're not on bed and they're not locked on to like a pre-spawn thing, they just kind of chill and roam. Like it's a very weird stage. Um, and so honestly, I'm kind of excited to go through the motions of some of the late pre-spawn stuff and then start to look at the post-spawn stuff because, man, like, unless you're up here, unless someone's up here with me, I don't really like to go do the spawning stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool to do it, like, one time, but, like, it, it's very monotonous. It's, like, the same thing over and over. You look for a boulder. You look for a fish next to the boulder. You flip to the boulder, and they eat it, and you set the hook. It's catching at that point, and it's not really, like, thoughtful fishing. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun, but you can only do it so many times. I mean, we've done it. I've been there, got the T-shirt on that one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the funnest times I ever had with you was like post-spawn stuff, you know, inland largemouth fishing when I come up there in July of a couple of years ago. And, like, we just went and cracked a bunch of heads, dude. And, I mean, we even cracked some smallmouth, too. You know, we found some yep. post-spawn smallmouth river fish and that kind of stuff. And so I figured this year, let's totally mix it up. Let's do something completely different, and let's go post-spawn fishing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, like, those fish are different, though. And we'll I want to talk about northern fish, and I want to talk about my fish and kind of the differences in post-spawn and, and what they do. So, like, a lot of your fish – I mean, a lot of your fish do, like, what I've noticed anyway. Like, they spawn, and they kind of just stay in the same area, and or they spawn, and they just kind of move off into, like, a shallow grass bed or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that, to me, is, like, the difference in the different type of lake, right? Like, not Mm -hmm. because you do have glacial lakes, and you do have more of those highlands reservoir-style lakes where they will get off and do, like, the ledge thing and get off and do, like, the get-on-cover offshore, and you can go catch them way offshore. But, like, a lot of the lakes that you and I fish, man, they do just kind of hang out shallow. But I'm, I'm really interested, man, because you, I know you're coming into the, you're basically full-blown post-spawn. Mm-hmm. Like, these fish are kind of doing that post-spawn to early summer sort of deal where you really shine up until they get back up under mats again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, dude, I, that's what I love. That's kind of why I want to come up here. I mean, like... Anytime I can flip something, skip something, smack them in the face and bring them from under something, you know, that's what I want to be doing. And we do, and that is something I've noticed about up there. Like if there's a dock in the water, there's a bass on it. Like it's the dangest thing I've ever seen. Like why, why do you think, I mean, is it just a food thing? I mean, is it, is it bluegills and, and perch that live under those things? Like why are those largemouth so drawn to those docks? Because a lot of your lakes even though there's not a ton of cover, there's still giant grass beds. There's still grass lines, but like they love those docks. The biggest thing up here is a lot of our lakes are either very, very flat where there's not a lot of contour changes. When I say very flat, like maybe max depth, 10 foot of water with a deep river that runs through, Mm -hmm. or they're very, very deep with not a lot of shallow water. So the lake you're thinking of, I'm, I'm, 
pretty sure I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Those fish get up on docks because you have 20 feet of flat bank and then it drops off in its channel. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is the docks are just the obvious spots that they can hang out and chill and eat. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they sit there all day. I think they move up and they get up in there and they chill when the sun is high and they can really ambush fish and then they drop back off the bank the second that boats want to run over them. So that to me is a, a big reason why those fish want to do that. Um, and it really is like a summer sort of deal, um, early summer, and then again into the late summer, early fall. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's cool, dude. I mean, it's just a different kind of deal. I love it. You know what I mean? I love coming up there and being able to swim a jig, skip a jig, that kind of stuff. And I got some really cool stuff from Beast Coast that I'm bringing with me. We got some new jigs coming out, so I can't wait to bring those up there and just. You know what I mean? Um, but so what speaking, are you, what pattern are you in? I know we're talking like post spawn, but is that like yeah. Sanko post spawn? Like, 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 yeah, the general, or are you going to be flipping, or what does that look like? A little bit of everything, right? So obviously, I'm in the kayak. I've been in the kayak. I was in the kayak last week. I'm going to be in the kayak tomorrow doing the tournament. And so, like, it's really easy to fish finesse in a kayak. So you know, I'm fishing that Senko, fishing a Ned rig. Um, that kind of stuff. But what's really weird about right now is, you know, I would consider it post spawn, but the thing is, is like, I'm still seeing fish on beds too. So it's like they're in all stages, right? You got them coming, you got them going, you got them some that haven't even made a bed yet that are still cruising around. But the problem is down here, kind of like up there, we went from like freaking 45 degrees, you know, as a high like whatever caterpillar winter or whatever the heck you can come up with winter that, you know, my grandpa's blackberry winter or some kind of winter. And then all of a sudden, like tomorrow it's going to be 90 degrees and I'm going to have to put sunscreen on and wear shorts and a, you know, in a uh, t-shirt and like sandals and stuff. And so what happens is, is these fish just get all jacked. Like the moon phase, I don't really think affects these fish as big as length of day and water temperature does. Um, but like, I know where I'm going tomorrow. My buddy went down there and, did a little Thursday night deal. Water temperature is 81 degrees. But that being said, you still got some on the bed, some that are done, some that are still coming. All that being said, easiest tool for you to pick up and go catch them is like a Cinco. You know what I mean? Something passive, something easy. You can target fish with it. And I think that's the biggest thing that I do with a Cinco is target fish. Like I, you know, a lot of people, they look at this Cinco and they think you got to fish it all the way back to the boat. But for me, like I hit the things that I think fish should be sitting on or I've known in the past fish to be sitting on to spawn on and I get bit. You know what I mean? And or what I did last weekend was I hit every piece of hard cover because every piece of hard cover had shad spawning on it. So not only could they spawn up under the dock post and spawn in that shallow water, but there was also shad and bluegill up there, too. And so that's kind of what I was doing. And then flipping, obviously, you know, you go flip a some kind of creature bait or whatever. And then frog fishing, you know, I actually had a couple frog blow ups last weekend. Um, and that's something that I've noticed like early, early post spawn that frog bite. Like if you do get a bite on it, it's usually a freaking giant. Like, you know, it's that big girl that just got done. She's sitting up there and she just decides to smack that thing and eat it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm almost, I wouldn't say forcing a post spawn bite. I'm definitely not. Cause it's there. It's just that I think that the higher percentage of putting a lot of fish into the boat or the kayak or whatever is focusing more on that post spawn bite rather than trying to intercept fish that are just gradually kind of coming up and doing their deal. Yeah, man. See, like I made a comment um, and there was, I believe it was Cuda that 
that kind of helped me correct correct myself on this. But obviously, I see like all the fish are going to rush the bank. There's going to be a lot of fish that are still pre-spawn, especially with this first wave. You're going to get waves all the way through the middle of June, end of June, early July. Yeah. Um, but what's going to happen is you're going to see a big wave of fish go. So I can still target those pre-spawners, but it's going to tend to drive a lot of these fish shallower than mm -hmm. what they normally would have been in pre-spawn like right now. So yeah. I'm going to be throwing like a hair jig and I'm going to go throw a popper or a big walking bait, like a cane walker. Um, yeah. And I'm going to get these fish to come up shallower than I normally would. Or another bait that I'm playing with is like a homemade screw head with a little swim bait on it. Like this yeah. is something Caleb and I have been talking about. We're looking at them on panoptics like suspended off that first break, like right on the break. There's yeah. a lot of things going on where I'm not going to bed fish. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys straight up, like I really don't have any intentions of going out bed fishing. Like I have weekends right now, so I don't have time to just go out and like look for bed fish. I'm going to go pre-spawn fish and hopefully catch like the biggest fish of my life. Cause really everyone says like the spawn or the pre like mid pre spawns, the best chance to catch the biggest fish of your life. I think right now where you have fish spawning and you have those late pre spawners or mid pre spawners, this is the best time when you have fish spawning that first wave, the big fish that aren't spawning yet are right there along with them. And you can catch a lot of fish that are pre spawners getting ready to go do the dang thing and you can intercept spawners with like a hair jig and a wacky rig and stuff too well i mean dude that was like when i was up there last year some of the biggest fish that we saw and some of the biggest fish that we hooked were those that were just starting to move up and they were just like they were pre-spawners i mean and dude you had you know that one that i think it come up on that hair jig that was just yeah dude i mean like so like so, so far away, big. like I wasn't even casting yeah. it for that fish. I was like casting yeah. past the bed and like this fish saw it from God only knows where and like darted over to a giant and smashed mm -hmm. the hair jig. That was the biggest one of the week for us, like a 580 something. And uh, mm -hmm. man, like I think this is really the chance to catch a big one, like accidentally intersect that giant giant. So, See, and that's something I've always wanted to figure out is like how to catch those fish that are just right off the break. You know what I mean? Just right there. I, th I mean, that's the deal, right? That's how you find giant fish is you, you got to find those fish that are just right off the break or just because, you know, where I'm going tomorrow, it's kind of like a, like the river channel deal, you know, this big flat area that drops off in the river channel. So you can't tell me that there aren't giants sitting right on that break. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that's where the big, big ones live, but figuring out how to catch those fish is dang near impossible because it's not like, <coughs> Lord of mercy. It's not like ledge fishing. You know what I mean? It's not like you're fishing a ledge that's in 15, 20 foot of water. You're talking about like three, 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 six. You know what yeah, I mean? Ditch. So like, like we talk break, like it's a hard yeah. break. No, like it could be a it could be a three to a five foot ditch or three to a four foot ditch, like just a little deeper spot where these fish can hang out before they actually push up on the bed and go right. up to spawn. Like this is these are the fish that are kind of chilling in there that aren't really spawning, but they're not really pre spawn still. They're just chilling in that ditch or in that area where they can push up pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, yeah, we're going to have fun this year, dude. I, I can't wait to just go explore, figure it out, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, th I just wanted to do something different, something different. Cause I've done Michigan in May. Michigan in May is, is some of the funnest times you'll ever have, but now I think it's time to do some juicing in June or something. I don't know. We'll have to come up with some stupid saying or something. But yeah, hey, something. before uh, before we keep going, just remember the giveaway is going on. We're giving away a 
uh, Monster Bass Secret Series Bundle. That is six crankbaits, all six brand new colors in the brand new Secret Series of crankbaits from Monster Bass. And I am even going to get a little more generous, and I'm going to throw in some AFCO gear with that as well. So we're going to give away a Samurai Hooded Sunshirt and one of these hats that I have on my head right here, or any hat that you want off the website. If you don't like this hat, I'll just get you the hat that you want. So, again, to enter to win that giveaway, you got to super chat $1. For every $1 that you super chat, it is one entry. So one is one, two is two, two is three, three is four, whatever. I just, you know what I'm trying to can say. Can I have $1 a stained hat with your signature on it? Absolutely. I want like that one. Dude, this is a lucky, lucky hat. I've caught a lot of big fish from under this thing. So, yes, you can definitely have this one. That's, um, that's so, like my buddy, Mr. Um, G Fawn Kim over here. He he super chatted in eight bucks, so that is eight entries. So for every su- dollar that you super chat in, it'll be an inter- entry into the giveaway, and it'll be a seeker six pack as well as a samurai hooded sun shirt from AFCO and a AFCO hat of your choosing off of the website. But let's keep rolling and uh, going. So tomorrow I'm um gonna be fun. I'm fishing a kayak tournament in a brand new kayak that I've never fished in before. So I'm breaking like the cardinal rule of, of like tournament fishing, right? Like don't try new crap on tournament day. Like don't try new gear. Don't try new line. Don't like do the crap that you know how to do. Well, I'm totally breaking that rule. I'm showing up in a brand new kayak, which it'll be intuitive, right? It'll be intuitive. Like I'll be able to, I'll be able to do, do you think it will though? Do you think it will? Because this is not just like, we're not, without giving away too much, like this is not just like, well, I'm going to get in this thing and paddle it around. Like there's, it's different. It is different, but I've been in a kayak like this before. So I understand how it works. Um, so okay. <coughs> man, this cough, um, I don't know. Coronavirus. I mean, I'm, like coronavirus? <laughs> now I got both them damn shots. I ain't got no damn coronavirus. Um, I, I don't know, man, I'm going to figure it out. Like it, it should be pretty easy. Um, it should be one of those things I just get in and go, but it's definitely going to be a little something different. I, I tell you, tomorrow is going to be an interesting tournament because where I'm going, I know a lot about, I know how to catch fish there, right? My biggest concern is going to be, is there going to be 5,655 boats there? And am I going to be jockeying for position all day? Now I'm getting up early. Like I did last week, last week, dude, I got to the boat ramp at like four forty-five. got on the water, got to my spot and just sat there until lines in and i'm probably going to do that again in the morning and it really worked out for me because i essentially beat everybody to the boat ramp <laughs> beat everybody to my spot and it was able to fish through my spot twice before a boat rolled up on me and started fishing behind me you know what i mean yeah so i don't know dude it's gonna be weird um i think i'll be able to capitalize though pretty early like like knock a few fish out early and that's what i'm hoping so let's talk about something really quick that is unique about kayak fishing in general. The impact that boats have or electronics have or, you know, bouncing around or stepping around, opening compartments, having electronics on has on these fish, especially on pressure bodies of water, right? Like what, because this is something Caleb and I talked about a decent bit over the this last week, like fishing really clear water. Yeah. Or fishing St. Clair, which is super pressured. Like, we get more bites if we turn the electronics off. And we're talking panoptics, which is relatively new. Like, these fish are already getting keyed in on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have noticed that when I am by myself in my kayak, 
and especially in a pedal-driven kayak, not a motor-driven kayak, that I can get bites that I know I wouldn't get otherwise. <coughs> and when boats show up, the bite starts to slow down. And so, like, last week, you know, early – and if you watch the video, people saw me. I, I struggled, dude. It was a struggle bus. Like, I lost a bunch of fish. Hooked a bunch of big ones. Lost a bunch of big fish. Thank you so much, uh, Water. You um, back here at all? Karen, just try it with me. We'll just keep them both. Okay. Sorry, Bethany, Bethany had to bring me something to drink. I was She's like, I'm She's your dying. caretaker. Yeah, she is. If it wasn't for Bethany, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to survive. But, but anyway, watch the video. You'll see, man. You know, I'm, I'm getting bots, getting a lot of bots. Lost some fish. But as the day started to go on, I actually left the initial pocket that I was in because of how many boats just started filing in there, right? Started filing in there and started fishing behind me. And as soon as they started fishing behind me, trolling motors and graphs and everything started banging and popping and dropping power poles and stuff like that, dude, you could just tell that the fish just stopped. You know what I mean? And like the shad spawn even. You know, I noticed that there was some shad spawning up under this dock. And so I fished past the dock. And turned around to come back to it, and some guy whipped in behind me, put his trolling motor down, turned those shad right off. And so I don't know if it was the trolling motor sound, because, you know, obviously I was fishing in the kayak with the trolling motor. I think it was more the graph sound. I think that graph sound literally turned those shad off, and, like, they were done spawning. And it was just a really, really wild deal, you know what I mean? But I, I think kayak fishing allows you to catch fish that you wouldn't normally catch, because that kayak is just... I don't want to say natural because it's not natural, right? I mean, it's a giant hook of plastic, but I just don't think that it, it like, I don't know, just displaces water, makes the same sounds and does all the same things that a big old ass boat does. I mean, it's I mean? to the point where like guys run their boat motor and fish will like, you, Caleb and I we were fishing a lake. We had caught 27 and a half pounds there. We came back there two days later Conditions were relatively oh, similar. We can't just blow past the pack. Uh, we just caught 27 and a half pounds there. But anyway. No, but that plays ahead. into the story. Like, we did yeah, catch a yeah. bag of bag. We caught a lot of really, really big fish. And we caught a lot of fish that kind of keyed into that bag. Yeah. The deal was, though, we came back a couple days later to this lake. Conditions were relatively similar. The only difference was it wasn't just us out there. There were five or six other boats, 10 other boats throughout the day. Guys were running their big motor. Guys were running over the points and on the spots. And like, we went to the spot very first thing. We caught two fish pretty quick. Then all of a sudden, you know, people are running over the points and they're running over the flats and they're running over these areas. I don't think, the, obviously those fish don't go away, but all those fish that we were seeing up on the flat or by the break or just off of it, now we're suspended out over hundreds like 80 to 100 foot of water yep. and they become really 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 hard to catch i don't feel like so smart to say well that's a minkota Alteryx yeah. with 120 no but they're like something's not right here i'm too much old pressure. enough yeah i'm yeah. old enough to know that something's not right i'm not going to get up there and eat because you can still go catch all the two pounders and all the small walleye and whatever you want but those big fish the ones you actually really want to catch they're smart enough to know okay that's Something about that ping off that sonar doesn't feel right. Even yeah. even live scope, which is new, and people are just starting to get into it, is having an impact on these fish. And like, yeah. I think I just it's it's showing me more and more. The more times I go out, and the more times I see it, how cognizant I have to be. Even even so much as powering the grass off or 
not stepping in the boat too hard. Mm. Like stupid things like don't close the compartment too hard because when it makes that noise, it disturbs the fish or like little things you can do to actually get more bites. Cause I noticed it on St. Clair, man, we had that weekend tournament. What had happened was there were a bunch of boats around us, all of them running their graphs, all of them within two cast lengths away. And what would happen, you shut your graph off and all of a sudden your boat starts catching fish. You stop bouncing around on the boat so much, all of a sudden your boat starts catching fish. Whereas all the other boats around you are still struggle busting. I think it's something that I'm really going to consider a lot more. And like, obviously I love my live scope. I love being offshore. I like watching a meter jerk bait or a hair jig or whatever on live scope. But is that actually impacting the amount of fish I'm catching? Is it change? Like if I know fish are there, how do I catch them now without having to look at them on live scope yeah, the entire and, time? What's wild dude is like, I've noticed lately that, when I'm fishing by myself, it's easier to catch fish because when I'm by myself, it's just me, just quiet. I'm not talking to anybody. I think talking, 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 dude, I think talking, <laughs> I think, I think people underestimate the effect that human voices have on fish. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I've noticed that like when I'm fishing with somebody and like I'm talking, or they're talking, or we're conversating back and forth. I think fish hear that stuff, and I think that they – I don't necessarily think it keeps them from biting. I think it just keys them up a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's like if you're in the woods and you watch a deer. Deer is a perfect example. If you sit quietly and watch the deer, the deer is fine. If you rustle some leaves, that deer is going to stop and it's going to look, but then it may just go back to what it's doing. But if you go, hey, like that – you're either going to clear it out or that deer is going to be just keyed up. And I think bass aren't as intelligent, but I think that when they start to hear that human voice, they start to hear that human interaction, they just get a little bit more guarded until it goes away. You know what I mean? And then, then, you know, because it's funny, it says he always has my podcast on. (laughs) So what's funny is, I've had podcasts on before while I'm fishing, especially in my kayak and my boat. I don't know, but in my kayak for sure. And I've turned podcast off and started getting bots. Now, is it a coincidence? I don't know, but it's something that I've noticed, but Hey, I want to tell everybody um, that essentially right now, Ron Gomer donated $20. So I want to thank him for that, for entering the giveaway, giving 20 bucks. Um, but he's got like the highest chance to win right now. And so if you want to beat Ron Gomer, which I think that's how they, you say his username, um, you're going to have to enter the giveaway. And I have altered the deal, and let's hope that I alter it more. And if you get that reference, please go you leave me a comment down below. Um, the actual reference is I've altered the deal. Pray that I don't alter it anymore. Um, but I have altered the deal, and let's hope that I alter it a little bit more. But what we're doing, we're giving away a secret six-pack. Uh, the Monster Bass Seeker 6 brand new crankbait, medium diving crankbait. I'm going to let you pick the diving depth as well as, well, you get the Seeker 6. So it's the entire six colors in the lineup. And I'm also giving away an AFCO Samurai hoodie in the color of your choosing and an AFCO hat. Um, I'm not giving away my sweat stained one because this is my lucky hat. It's my favorite one. But, um, I mean, we may give this one away. We just have to like... I don't know, $1,000 in Super Chat tonight, and I might give this hat away because it's got such a lot of mojo. But enter the giveaway, really, really simple. All you got to do is Super Chat, a dollar for every dollar. Super Chat, it's 
an entry in to the giveaway. So my buddy, Mr. Jesse over here, super chatted in five bucks. So that's five entries. So go beat old, uh, uh, Gomer up here because he's got 20, 20 entries so far. And really if we draw, he has the highest chance of winning and I want everybody to have a chance of winning, but yeah. So star Wars reference, that is right. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. Kayak, kayak fishing is interesting, man. It's a completely different deal. There's definitely been situations that I've put myself in with my kayak that I thought, you know what? I don't think I would have ever caught fish here otherwise. You know what I mean? That was my nose. Yeah. Has anybody else got freaking my allergies? This has literally been the worst year for allergies I have had in a long, long time. I feel like I have a pine tree growing from like here hey, all the way this down. last year. You said this every yeah. year is the worst year. Oh man, it is so bad this year. I don't know. Hey, let's talk about these cicadas. Cause you looks like you may get some of these cicadas. Have you ever got? We're the not getting cicadas. Don't don't get my hopes up. We get mayflies, and that's good enough. So let's talk about that. I want to explore. Snorting and oh, thank you, Josh. Yes, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> I can hear it run down the back of your throat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody listening on podcast form. My wife just brought me some nose spray and some cough drops. Thank you. I've always um, thought to myself, man, like this podcast, if you just listen to this, has to be so insanely random sometimes. Like, oh, totally the audio random. on this thing has oh, yeah. to just be beautiful. I mean, it's just all over the place. I listened to one of my own podcasts the other day just to listen back through it, and I thought, why? Like, why did I put that out there? Because it was just. All over the freaking place, like 32, like we were like 40 minutes in. And I mean, like at that point, I'd like given away half of my house or whatever the hell I'd done. I was like just talking about aliens and Bigfoot. I mean, we got off on it. But anyway, it's exploring idea. I truly believe that these cicadas that are coming this year, the brood X cicadas, um, that they are going to keep fish shallow. That I think that these fish. A lot of them will stay shallow because these brood X cicadas are going to be falling in the water. It's going to be just a humongous food source for them. Do you believe that there are a segment of fish that stay shallow for the mayfly hatch or the bluegill spawn? A thousand, a thousand and a half percent, man. Like you, every year, you're going to get this huge population of big smallmouth that you can catch on shallow top water. Mm-hmm. Like, because they don't go deep until those mayflies slicks are basically done so you're looking at like mid-june or mid-july before you actually get really good pods of fish out deep yeah that's what a lot of people don't understand either is like our deep fish like our summer fish is until like late july early august and then you get it for about a month and then it's done yeah i i wonder i mean i just wonder i i've not fished offshore heavily in a couple years i i i dabbled with it last year you know doing some deep cranking stuff caught a few fish here and there didn't really get into it you know i love my river stuff so that's what i go do now but like i would love to know this year and i'm sure it'll it'll come out because i know enough people who still go tournament fish and fish deep like i wonder if the deep bite will be not as good this year because when these cicadas start coming out and the, i mean literally dude it's going to be brood x cicadas mayflies bluegill and then you've got the shad spawn that's already popping off so essentially so when, shad- does, when does this brood x go because our mayflies are going right now like hard right now so it just depends on the ground it depends on the ground temperature 64 degrees is what the ground temperature has to be four inches into the ground 
So from what I'm hearing, like is I don't know what's a bug what's a bug scientist called? Those are uh, I know that word. I know that word. Come on, somebody give it to me. Anyway, all the bug scientists at the University of Tennessee said that this weekend going into next week is going to be like when it starts to happen because it, we're going to have such warm weather. Um, and entomologists, entomologists, thank you very much, Dunbar Outdoors. Look at you. Entomologists. The entomologists say that this go, coming weekend into next week is when it's going to start to go because we're going to start to have just those consistently high temperatures at 80 to 90 degree range. And so we'll probably see a big part of them, you know, a big hatch of them starting up next week. So already got Shad Spawn going on. We're going to have the Brood X. About the middle of June is when the Mayflies come out, which is hilarious that Mayflies don't come out until June. Yeah, that's weird. Just the way that it is. And then probably about the end of June, you'll have the Bluegill Spawn. End of June, beginning of July. Your bluegill spawns so late. That's so weird. Like ours go right after the bass spawn. Like once the bass spawn, the bluegill just go. I don't know why. I mean, dude, like the hottest part of the year is usually when they spawn down here. And honestly, I've never got on a, like a good bluegill spawn bite. Like I hear a lot of people say when the bluegill spawn, it's a great chance to catch a giant. It's bat. a lot of wolf backs though, right? Like it's just yeah. four or five, six fish that come up and push the bluegills. Yeah. So someone's saying that they can't believe that. But I haven't seen them yet. That they uh, they're already out up here, which uh, they're not here, man. I mean, I've I was walking around the yard the other day, and there's holes everywhere. You know, the little holes are in the ground, like they're ready to come out, and they're just not. But we had a, I think last weekend kind of knocked them in the head, and there was a, a news article that I read about it. Um, it said something to the effect of, you know, they've hit snooze on their biological clock or something like that, stupid. But essentially, what it was is we had a almost 30 degree knot a couple knots ago and it just i think it kind of knocked that whole process in the head but dude when they come it is uh it's biblical son like dude i'll have to send some videos and take pictures like it is ridiculous last time that this happened i'm not kidding but bethany doesn't remember it i don't know how but like i was uh 10 yeah i'd have been 10 17 years ago and man, like you couldn't sit outside and have a conversation. Like not you better do a cicada video with that stupid lure. That stupid lure you brought. Oh, the duo realis. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, I'm definitely going to. And like, I bet I can catch them. I, I need to tie that thing. I'm gonna take it with me tomorrow. I mean, I'm sure something. Yeah, what are you fishing around? What do you? What lures are you fishing? What do you have tied? Oh, I have. This is a great. Oh, there you go. Great discussion. I want to know what you've got tied. What you would have tied on going on the weekend? But I want to go first. So. I got um, a stick bait. I got a six inch. I've been fishing a six inch general quite a bit lately. Um, usually go with the five, but bumped up to the six. Caught a lot of fish on the six last week. So I'm fishing the six, six inch general in June bug. That's my favorite color. Um, I've got a black and blue jackhammer tied on. I've got a black frog tied on. And I've got a um, Berkeley. Power hog, not a power hog. Yeah, no, critter hog, hog in uh, purple swirl with the tips dyed in a little bit of chartreuse on the flipping stick. Creature hog, one of them. Well, I don't know what it is, but anyway, um, I thought I got I got four rods with me, man. That's all I'm taking because if they won't buy one of them four things, guess what? Piss on them. What do you have tied on right now? Oh man, a hair jig, a little screw head. 
a little bit heavier than a normal screw head, but a screw head. Um, a jerk bait. We'll talk about a jerk bait a lot this year, I think, just because I'm going to use it all year long. It's such a powerful live scope bait, and I really have started exploring that a lot. Um, and then a tube. But man, I have so many, I have so much stuff tied on. This is time of year you junk fish. Like this is when you go and you just do whatever you need to do. Whether yeah. I'm smallmouth fishing on a glacial lake, whether I'm smallmouth fishing inland or largemouth fishing a frog, a popper, a, I have so much stuff tied on. Dude. It's kind of crazy. Just junk fishing everything. You have to. You yeah, have to. Well, I mean, that's, I'll end up doing that tomorrow. I'll end up. I'll catch one on a Cinco. I'll catch one flipping. I'll catch one rolling a bladed jig by something. I mean, it'll be here, there, and everything else in between. Hopefully, I catch a bunch on a frog. I heard they were biting a frog. I don't know yet. I got to get there and throw that thing around and see what's up. But I'm, I'm excited. Um, I want to address something real quick because this is the truth. Jonathan Duran said, it seems like all fish and YouTubers are getting less views this month. YouTube sucks in the month of May. I don't know why YouTube sucks in the month of May. I YouTube, wish that- YouTube is okay. So here's my theory on this because it's basically like from mid May, like when our fishing gets good, until like mid July when it gets so hot that guys don't actually want to be on the water anymore. My theory, and I'll kind of turn it over to you after I say this: people are actually out there fishing right now. So like, unless you're putting out really in depth tip videos like Johnny and some of the other big tip tip style youtube fishermen like it's really kind of difficult to get a lot of views yeah and even then it's still kind of hard to get views i don't know i mean i i can agree but all at the same time i don't think fishermen are out on the water at wednesday at 7 15 when i put my youtube videos out i just think they're either starting to fish or they're getting tired of fishing you guys have been fishing for how long yeah, yeah. I mean, we we don't ever freaking stop. Are you kidding me? Um, I think we could um, speculate for days. We could. I think. I think. I know. Right now, for me, is like the busiest time of year. Like right now, dude, is like when I am Katie Bar to the door. It's like we're trying to get the year wrapped up for school, and I think that I think that translates across the board for like parents and everybody, right? Like. You, if you got kids, you're trying to get wrapped up with the school year and you're trying to do this and you're getting ready for summer vacation and you're getting ready for this and da 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 da, da and everybody's working and trying to get all the, the loose ends tied up. You know what I mean? It's like not a very relaxing time. You're running another thing, baseball and basketball and football and like all the little sports are going on. And like, so I think just people with normal lives like us, they get busy. I mean, hell, I know I'm busy. You know what I mean? There's, there's, this this week, dude, it was hard to get YouTube videos out. I mean, I got a lot going on. Um, so Bethany's making a face over here because she's like, no, yeah, no. we got a lot going on. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not worried about it. It'll bounce back. It always does. You guys are awesome. Just keep liking the videos. Here's the biggest thing you can do to help us. Trick the freaking algorithm. Screw YouTube for me. And how you do that is you hit the like button. You leave a comment. And then you share like share is a big, big thing right now, apparently, right? YouTube wants you to share stuff, but like if you hit the like button and leave a comment, that's uh that's huge stuff. That's huge stuff. So I'm really uh, curious on what everyone else is using this weekend for fishing, man. Like I feel like I'm missing something sometimes. So I thought it was really interesting. I know we're talking fishing YouTube, but this kind of just hit me. Gerald Swindle posted a picture today of his lures that he had after day one 
of the Gunnersville tournament all over the bottom of his boat. Give me, a, I, give me a synopsis. I've not watched any of it. What's happening? Well, so right now, some guy that I've never heard of is winning. The Seth Fighter is in 14th. That's really all I, I care. And, uh, uh, but anyways, Gerald Swindle weighed like 12 pounds on day one, and he posted a picture of the baits that he had cut off in the bottom of his boat. And I always find it super, super interesting. I would take that picture on Instagram and zoom it in and like look at all the baits he has. And yeah. like, oh, look at all these custom painted DT like Rapalas. Obviously, it's Swindle, so it doesn't surprise me too much. But he had a bunch of Rapalas. He had a couple straight King Deep Divers. Then he had some sneaky stuff mixed in there, like on the floor of his boat. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you don't think about that. And, and there's a lot of sneaky stuff those guys do. So, I'm really curious on the like what other guys are throwing. What does other people have confidence in that maybe is sneaky that doesn't work everywhere? But Caleb brought some stuff up here that I've never seen. Dude, that 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 man has got more crap. Like he does. I have a, but man, I have a lot of fishing stuff. Like a lot. That dude's got more fishing stuff than most tackle shops, and he's got crap he's never even seen before. Never even heard of. But can we just appreciate the fact that Jason Christie is catching him on a wacky rig? I did see that today. That did make me happy. Is he? Yeah, dude. He was cast into holes in the grass with a wacky rig catching biggins. Biggins. Mm. I don't know. So who's leading it? Some guy you've never heard of? Koopal? Coop- oh, let's let's look it up real quick. Ask I, I know. This is, this is probably really mean to me. I've just never heard of the guy. Like Koopahall. Coop- Koopahall. K U P H A L L keeps momentum on day two. Um, the man. I really is- I hate that man because like I wish I could look at the sport and be like, man, that gets me excited. No, instead I scroll down to fourteenth place to see where fighters at. Or like so, Chris Johnston just- is in second. Like that gets me excited. Greg Hackney is in eighth, and Jason Christie is in fourth, and Brandon Polinix in sixth. So I don't care who Caleb Coop Hall is. He better get his shit together because he has got some absolute wolves on his trail. You want to talk about three dudes that will absolutely take your lunch money and beat you down? Yeah, that's those three dudes right there. So, yeah. So, uh, Devin Dude, Clark. Devin too, has been absolutely crushing it lately. So, Seth Fighter. If Seth Fighter makes it out of this event and up above 20th place, he could legitimately run away with AOI because when he comes to this northern swing, dude's going to crush those smallmouth and northern largemouth. Dude, I I I'm a Seth Fighter fan. I like Seth Fighter. I like Seth Fighter because he just don't give a crap. I love anglers who just don't give a crap. You know what I mean? He catches them. He don't get excited. <laughs> he just does his thing. Dude, and just fish definitely hear that. By the way, I just want you to that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's like a bear in the woods. That's kind of a natural sound, though, don't you think? Well, I kind of, hey, make a red roar. There it is, right? Welcher's in the top 10. Welcher's a hammer. Anytime that you can get on a shallow water bite, Welcher's a hammer. Yeah. So it looks like uh, top 10's Brian New, Kyle Welcher, Greg Hackett, Brandon Pollock, Wes Logan, Mark Menendez, Jason Christie, Luke Palmer, Chris Johnson, and Caleb. Is it Cup Hall or Coop Hall? Maybe Coop Hall. K U K U K K K K up cup. That's ah, that's a weird one. I don't know. Yeah, but you have hall, cup hall, cup hall, cup hall. I would say cup hall. 
Kupal. Koo, ooh, ooh, ooh. Why would you, why would you make it the ooh sound with it? That doesn't make any sense. It's a consonant vowel consonant. Well, so you could make the ooh sound. God. Well, okay. Anyways, teacher. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we could get we could get really into this. I could get into the weeds about that. That's a weird one. But anyway. But anyway, here we are. Kufal. Kufal. Oh, Kufal. Well, that makes more sense. So he's French. <laughs> he's French from Louisiana. We're so <laughs> dumb. We are so dumb. Kalib Kufal. Frenchman. Coup. Your dad says it's Ku, so it's Ku. Oh, Ku. It's the cuckoo. I'm cuckoo. Cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, somebody said something that I wanted to mention. I think it was Devin Clark said he had been killing it on the uh, on the bladed jig. Which, there were a lot of bladed jigs over in those comments. People are crushing it on the bladed jig right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I am, dude. You know what's funny is that something I've not fished a lot this year, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself because you didn't fish it that much last year. I, man, you I got didn't. on a two, two, two years ago, the year that we did the Monster Bass thing, you crushed about it to like the middle of July, August. Yeah. Dude, like biggins, too. I mean, big. Also, re, uh, what about the Whopper Plopper? Is that just because everyone's throwing it right now? Or like, why has I that fallen so. apart? I think so, dude. I think that I, I'm not tooting my own horn here. I think that those Whopper Plopper videos open people's eyes to the power of the Whopper Plopper because, and Dad can attest to this because he's in the, the live stream right now. We ran into eight, nine people all throwing the Whopper Plopper that all watch my channel. And like we would literally be going down the bank at them and you hear, and I'm like, well, I recognize that sound. And they're like, what's up, Alex? Watched your channel. And I I think everybody just throws the freaking Whopper Plopper. And so, Maybe if I don't throw it for a little while, everybody will kind of get off the Whopper Plopper deal. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) Maybe. I'll tell you, we sell more Chapos than, oh my word, dude. The amount of Chapos we sell. The amount of Chapos we sell is so stupid. Well, that Chapo's different. That Chapo's got a completely different sound. Yeah, yeah, the blade's hard. It's it's ceramic sounding. You understand what I mean by that? It's a cutter. It's like, it's almost like a buzz bait. Can I hear your impression of it? Chop, 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 chop. It's like. It sounds versus like Bobby the plopper, which is, which is like. You know, there's a difference there. Yeah, there is. No, it does. And like, I, I think that the chop, the chopo and the whopper plopper, you got to get it like at a certain frequency. And when you hit it at a certain frequency, that's when the bass want it the most. You know what I mean? I've never been a stop and go guy. It's always just a pretty straight Oh goodness! What are you laughing Does about? Does anyone in the comment section throw the chopper much or the or the the plopper? Apples and oranges. They are apples and oranges. Literally both fruit. Mm. Two totally different things. Sean Lai. Sean Lai. He's always. Man, I appreciate that dude. Yeah, that dude's always. Same with Jason Ryan. Man, there's a lot of names that are recognizing here. This is more cool. outdoors. Jason Ron, Sean La, always here. You guys rock. BW Smart's always here too. I gotta go fishing with BW Victor, Smart. Victor was in here earlier. Uh, BW Smart won a fishing trip with me. Oh, last yeah, BW Smart. So, I, yeah, Heck yeah, he's, he's down in Saudi. So I'm gonna go meet him here in a couple weeks, and we're oh, gonna. You're you're so close. That's like nothing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have him drive up. And we're gonna do some sneaky stuff. Go try to catch some big bigs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
Go have some fun. But hey, um, everybody, giveaway's still going on, and there's like a few key players in the giveaway. So like as of right now, there's gonna be like five people who've got a chance to win it because they've all super chatted in some big amounts. But um, we're giving away a seeker six pack. That is the Monster Bass Seeker. It's our brand new medium diving crankbait. You're gonna love it. They're awesome. I got a pack in the boat. Really, really cool. I got to test them out before they came out. So we're going to give away a Seeker six-pack. So that's all six of the brand-new colors. And I'm also giving away an AFCO Samurai hoodie and a AFCO hat of your choice. So if you want to enter that giveaway, all you've got to do is super chat in a dollar. And for every dollar that you super chat in, it is one entry into the raffle, essentially what it is. So like my boy Ron Gomer over here just <laughs> chatted in $5. Dude, Ron Gomer, my man. Ron Gomer, my man. Um, and Sean Lai, they just both super chatted in five and ten dollars, so that's five entries and ten entries. So you know, I got to tell you, know. man, one of the coolest things. I I really encourage you to do this. I know it's a little bit. It was hard. It was a little bit difficult. But that meetup event thing that I did was so yeah. insanely cool. I would recommend not doing it as a tournament. I know people like really get excited about the tournament aspect, and like Tourney X was fun because you could like constantly watch and you like see the people you're fishing against because that's really 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 fun mm -hmm. but like i'm by nature and you know this probably better than anyone alex like i get like flustered yes you do so first thing Wheels in the morning come off first thing in the morning i'm like trying to collect money and i'm trying to collect this and i'm like running around and people are like hey are you gonna move over here so it was super fun and i gotta give a huge shout out my boy uh jose he's over here in the comments he was there just like the amount of people that I appreciate that showed up and came. I saw it too. I'll shout it out here in a second. The <laughs> people that came out and like were hanging out and just had fun with the event, dude, it was really, really, really cool to like get to shake people's hands mm -hmm. who you've talked to online. And like Jose, I've met, obviously you met Jose too at the mm -hmm. classic a couple of years ago, but like yeah. really cool event. Yeah, for sure. We had, yeah. like, we had like 60 people there, dude. That's a big tournament. But, dude, <laughs> Tourney X, so first of all, here's what I want to do. BW Smart, it does pay to play, son. It does pay to play. This man is going to win everything with those kinds of Super Chats. He just got 50 entries. So, people, you better get your Super Chats in, even if it's $10 more or $5 more. I mean, get them in there so that you can enter the giveaway. But, um, no, yeah, the Tourney X, dude, is fun. See, that's what we're going to use tomorrow. That's what we use. So, uh, Kayak tournament I fished in last week used the chaos app which is a new like kayak fishing app and it's actually a really good app i mean super intuitive kind of the same deal but um turning x is what we'll use tomorrow dude and it is the most nerve-wracking crap in the whole entire dude, world when you go to submit a fish you. and you just like peek at the you peek at the the standings and you're like dad jimmit it caught a 22 and a half inch like how am i supposed to compete with that crap you know what i mean and inches man like it changes the way you look at fish Totally, dude, it is freaking chess and checkers. Is it yeah. not? It changes everything, the way you look at fish. Dude, so Caleb and I were fishing, and we knew we had to leave like five minutes early because we had to be at the ramp before everyone else was there and like whatever. Mm -hmm. So we get on this flurry of fish. We turn off all the graphs. Caleb starts catching them like one after another after another. We measure this fish, and we're like, hell yeah, dude, we're in third place. Like, we're going to get paid out. Like, hell yeah. Like, whatever. Like, we don't care about the pay out, but we're in third. We're running back to the ramp and I'm like, Caleb, we did it, my man. And I show him the app. And it's like, he's like, we're not in third. 
we got bumped out in like literally the last couple of minutes by someone. So it's so much fun. It turned out the kid ended up catching a fish like in the last two minutes that helped him. Yeah. But it was so cool. Like it changes everything. Oh, it does, man. And like, it makes you appreciate like a 15 incher. Like, dude, like you think 15 inch fish. No, whatever. Like I caught one last week. So we'll pull up some pictures here. And for the people watching, what I'm doing is I'm pulling up some pictures that I took last week of fish that I put on the board. But I want to show you the difference. So, like, I want to show you a 15-incher that most people would look at and go, man, that's a really good quality, like, keeper fish. Okay, so look at this thick little dude, right? Like, thick. I mean, there's my fingers. You know, he's a good, thick, thick tail fish. That's a 15 and a quarter, okay? And then check out this strung out little dude that i caught at the end of the day and this ended up being my big fish this was a this was a 15 and three quarter i mean dude just totally different like that fish right there you look at and you go man that's strung out that's not going to help me that's not but in a kayak tournament or in a tournament where you're going by inches dude it just makes you appreciate fish a lot lot more caleb caught a fish that went almost five pounds that was like 18 and three quarter inches and that ain't helping didn't even end up helping yeah yeah, but like I caught a three and a half pounder that was spawned out long, super skinny. That was like nineteen and a quarter, and it was one of our one of our fish. Yeah, it changes yeah. the way you look at fish. It's super fun, man. If it you is, guys have dude. never fished like a a live leaderboard tournament, I don't care what app you use, it's a lot of fun, and you don't understand the pressure even when there's no money, like really no money on the line. I can't imagine being an MLF and knowing dude. like. Tens, no of thousands, tens of yeah. thousands of dollars are on the line. Yeah, no wonder they get so addicted to that, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I did have somebody calling out, like, the Tourney X to me, I would be jacked. I would be just like, I would be like a squirrel on crack, dude. I would be worried that I would be so just go, 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 go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. It's fun, though. If Yeah, I will say, if you never fished a kayak tournament, you never fished a, a by-inches tournament, do it because it totally just – it reshapes the way that you think about bass and, like, what a big bass is. And the other big thing, too, is, like, you literally are so, like, on edge the entire day. Having, having like, a no-tournament practice thing, like, that's my biggest problem about tournaments is – everyone tries to practice for two weeks. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. come on. Having yeah. like no time to practice is fun too, because you're basically all on a level playing field and I just go on the fish. And that's like it. tomorrow. That's what I'm just showing up, dude. Like I'm not practiced at all. And I would love for that to be just like a general rule period. Like in all kayak tournaments that I fish, I would love to just see like a, no one gets to practice. Here are the dates. You can't practice the week before the tournament. Show up. Let's go fishing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like that. I like no. I like no practice, and that's why I like the original MLF format better. And I like the 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 tour or what, what's it called, Bass Pro Tour or whatever. Yeah, and they're just fishing such big bodies of water now. They have to like for safety and to actually catch fish. They have to. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go for a few more minutes here. Um, I've not done any uh, any like I've not fielded any questions in a while. So let's field some questions. You got this John Lai comment is really, really, really interesting. I don't necessarily understand what he's saying. So, oh, so last week we had on um, Jeremy from Fishing the Lone Star, and I want to say this now: 
you guys absolutely blew away my expectations. We ended up raising eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's one thousand eight hundred dollars for Jeremy's um, adoption charity that he has. So you guys here in a couple weeks, or well, here it'll be about the end of next month when the YouTube check processes. What we're going to do is live. Jeremy's going to come back on, and we are going to just live so that you guys can see it. Donate the eighteen hundred dollars to the charity um, that Jeremy has set up. What is that? Is that an animal? Oh, she's she's streaming. Oh, poor thing. Um, but we're gonna do that live so that you guys can see it. But Sean Lai said that his um, said said don't know if you saw this last week, but my cousin was the first Chinese girl to be adopted in China once the Iron Curtain came down. Um, Iron Curtain is referring to. I'm guessing, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could have my history wrong here. That's when the Communist Party still was in control and like wouldn't let in and out and whatever. I'm not sure. You can clarify over in the comments, but I just have to go back and um, it blew me away. Eighteen hundred freaking dollars, y'all. Eighteen hundred dollars. So we will donate that live as soon as all the money processes and everything like that. <coughs> We're gonna get on live. Share a screen, and we're going to donate eighteen hundred dollars to Anglers, um, the Anglers Adoption Anglers for Adoption. What is it, babe? I've, I, 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 it's what is it? One more time. I think it was Anglers. Anglers for Adoption Scholarship Fund. There we go. And for the Anglers for Adoption Scholarship Fund is essentially a non-for-profit fund that is set up for people who are adopting both uh, domestically and foreignly foreignly domestic and foreign and um they help out a family um just by relieving some of the the pressure the financial pressure around adopting a kid and so the money's not going to touch my hands the money's not going to touch jeremy's hands we're just a literally going to donate straight into the the adoption um charity and it's gonna be awesome so we'll do that here in a couple of weeks but yeah that's so cool yeah. man you get a huge shout out to um holy smokes you got a ton of Ton of people donating super chat right now. So Jason, Jason Smith, Smith fifty-five dollars, yeah. And then Stacey Harlan um, with nineteen ninety-nine. Ron Goldmer again with ten. I mean, thank you guys that are all donating to uh, the super chat. Well, not donating, entering the raffle for a shot yeah. to win a pack of Seeker crankbaits. Yeah, and some Afco swag. So there and you some Afco swag. Yeah. So I mean, you can't beat. I mean, these hats right here—they're lucky, as you can tell, with the sweat stain on that one. Um. But uh, so Mr. Uh, Ron Gomer over here, he went, he said his STEMI went to the uh, to the kayak. So, yeah, my STEMI went back to the IRS because they're a bunch of assholes. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor is it neither is it there. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I dude, I'm jacked up about the new kayak. I want to tell people about it, but I don't want to tell people about it because I want them to watch the video that I'm going to drop here in a few mm -hmm. days about it. Mm -hmm. But it's a big one. It's a big old boy. Big old, big old. Damn, well, it's a big old boy. Okay, here's a, good, a couple of good questions coming out. Is there a weedless buzz bait that you prefer? Or do you have a weedless buzz bait that you like to fish? I'm going to let you answer that question because you like buzz baits and I'm not a big buzz bait guy. So, weedless buzz bait, like I'll fish my buzz bait around like standing grass or like sparse cover. But like if I'm fishing a weedless bait that I want to plop, I'm fishing like a tackle sprinkler frog. It's basically like a frog style bait with a curly tail on the back, a plopper frog with frog hooks on it. 
It's yeah. not the same, but it's close. Yeah. Close enough. I don't fish a buzzbait enough to have an opinion. I really don't. That was me. When me and Tyler did that tier list video, which we're going to do that. I just didn't have time to set it up tonight, but me and you are going to do that with some different baits. I got a really cool plan for that. Um, but when we did that, that was something we talked about. Sean, my man, I got a tax guy. He's really good. What happened was, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. This happened. Okay. That happened. Bethany got a new job. And so she was no longer employed through an employer. She's now technically self-employed. And so we've not got all the the technicalities worked out of being self-employed through that. My stuff's worked out just fine. Now we just got to get Bethany's worked out. So next year it's going to be all right. It was just the last quarter of this past year, literally like two months. They got us whatever, but we'll get it all figured out. You guys know. You guys know. And you know, that's something. Dad, Jimmy, I got some feelings about this, okay? <laughs> Nobody ever taught me that crap in school. That's the kind of crap we need to be teaching in school. Like everybody's so hush hush about like taxes and the IRS. Why? They steal our money from us. Like, like we need to learn how to not let them do that. Like we need to learn how to do taxes. You know what I mean? Like nobody ever told me that if I started a business that I would have a self-employment tax. I found that out the hard way by starting a business. Like people need to, we need to teach that in school, how to balance a checkbook, how the IRS works, how to do your taxes, how to, I don't know, change the oil in your car, change a flat tire. Like that's the kind of stuff nobody's teaching anybody. You know what I mean? That's what we need to teach in school. You tell them, Alex. You tell them. Scott Hughes, twenty four ninety nine. That's twenty four entries, my man. Thank you very much. So there you go. Twenty five entries. So, um, did you say? Did you say that there were more, more questions? There's a lot of questions, man. What hooks do you change out for the Vision One Ten? If you don't <laughs> want it to sink, you have to go with like the G Finesse Nano trebles, or you can use the. Um, ST thirty five Zowires, I believe it is. Yeah, those are the ones I use. Those are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. They have a bigger barb on them, so switch they pin better. Yeah, I don't really like the G Finesse because of that small barb. So small, they freak me out a little bit. Don't really like them. Um, fishing with Gramps, buddy. I teach second grade, first grade next year. I don't really know if tax law would be the greatest thing to teach to a bunch of the first graders, but I mean, I could try. I definitely could try. I've always said I wanted to teach a life skills class, though. Like, so I might do something like that in the future, maybe if I get a chance at that. That would be fun. But anyway, um, um, yes. Yeah, so Jason Smith said, if you consider going to the local biologist and the shock boat, yes, I would love to do that. We were trying to set that up, and it just got away from us. Um, because they did like shocking seasons over or whatever, and they won't shock again until like the fall. Um, but I'm trying to set up shock boat and I'm trying to set up a tour of the fishery, like the um, the hatchery. I want to see that. And then I'm also going to, when I get back from Michigan, start focusing on some other species. Like I want to do some trout fishing, like for sure, like a trout float, um, and then some muskies as well, because just cause muskies they're big and they're awesome but yeah ben buddy what we think uh i probably have to go work on some tackle here if i want to even do any sort of fishing uh this weekend where are you planning on going i really like that's such a hard question i really have no idea i want to do more largemouth exploring because it's going to be windy so i have like an area where i can bounce around like to two or three lakes in a day 
Mm. That have never fished. Well, one of them mm. might have fished, but one of them might. Can we go back to that place that looks like um, Florida when I come up there? No. That place no. sucked. It did suck. I got one bite the entire time we were there. <laughs> that place was not fun. That was not fun at all. It looked cool, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> it sounded a lot better in my head when I said it. The second place we went to, though, that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sturgeon fishing. Someone asked if I've ever done sturgeon fishing. Um, we could actually do that when you're here. We could. There's nothing yeah. up there that you can like go catch them. Yeah, we could do that, dude. I want to go catch them ones up in uh, Washington. Oh, the ten footers. Yeah, I'm talking like four to eight footers. I'm down. I'm down. I'll or do four to six food. foot. No. I want to do the steelhead thing too. You know how to do any of that? Hell no. He said, "Hell nah." What else could we go do? What Damn, other Halibass is going on a bass bender. Um, we could do heavy, heavy, heavy cover largemouth stuff in the reeds. I mean, like, I didn't order a Seven Eleven extra heavy rod for no reason. Maybe. But the problem is there's going to be a big tournament up here that weekend. College bass came to my favorite place in the world. Wow. They're going to die. Someone will die. That train will <laughs> happen. Someone will die. Someone is going to perish. Like, there's going to be death. Do you know, speaking of death... And I say um, that not even like a joke. Like, they're going to the Saginaw Bay. Like, one of those college kids is going to go out there on a bad day. Not knowing what they're doing and drown themselves. Not die. But they'll be. There's going to be something. They'll get locked to the river. Mm. Anyway, right. I'm sorry. Speaking of death, no, it's fine. Speaking of death, um, this past weekend, the 24th person died in the state of Tennessee in a boat wreck as of like just this physical year. What? You heard me. The 24th person died in a boating accident. In this physical year in the state of Tennessee already. How nuts is that? How nuts is that, dude? Like, it's been terrible, man. There's been people. There was a guy died in a bass boat tournament a couple weeks ago. And the thing was, is here's the most amazing thing, is the dude died in the bass boat tournament because he was running in the fog like an idiot. And dude, nobody even, like, stopped to mention that the guy died. Like, it was just, like, whatever. Like, it was, like, normal. Like, normal run of the mill. The dude's dead. Like, just wild. Just wild. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I do have a tournament in the morning. And so me having a tournament in the morning, I got to get up at the 4 a.m.s. Um, so what I am going to do is I say we give away some stuff. Ben, you want to give away some stuff, buddy? Dude, let's give it away. All right. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Name that song. I'll give you a dollar. All right, Bethany, put your phone down, honey. I need your help. Yes. Hi. How many entries do we have, babe? 306. 306. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Ben. I need a number between 1 and 306, buddy. 261. 261. I don't know how I came up with that number, but congratulations. Nathan Hartland. Nathan Hartland. Stacey. Stacey Hartland. Stacey Hartland. My man, you have won a Seeker 6 bundle. Um, and as well as a uh, little bit of an AFCO package there as well. So here's what I need from you, buddy. Email Bethany at Monster Bass. 
Tell her whether you want the six-foot divers, the eight-foot divers, or the 12-foot divers, and we'll get that out to you. And then also go on the AFCO website and tell me uh, what color samurai hoodie you want and what hat you want, and I'll get that out to you as uh, well. Yeah, dude, that's just – that's a lot of burp in here. Dude, that's what I do, man. I'm a grown man. I I'll tell you what, Bethany laughs. I'm gonna keep her keep her alive. She laughs, but man, Bethany's got burps better than you. Be- De- Bethany sounds like a death metal artist sometimes. It's like, <laughs> but anyway, hey, make, make Red Roar. There it was. But everybody, I appreciate you guys tuning Text in. Text me in the morning. Let me know how I you will. do. I will. I love you guys, Ben. I love you. I will see you guys later. And as always, you guys are sweet, sweet. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. <laughs>